This episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast is brought to you by Soapbox, the new home of censorship-free media. Find out more at SoapboxNews.com. Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And guys, today we've got a little bit of a masterclass in paid advertising. So today's guest is an internet marketer that specializes in the world of PPC, and uh, she's going to throw down some heat for us. So please welcome to the show, Amit Cabra. Welcome, Amit. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, dude, you are welcome. Thank you for coming on. Um, you know, internet marketing is something that most entrepreneurs know they need, and and most entrepreneurs are terrible at. So uh, I wanted to find somebody that uh, that had that experience in uh, in paid advertising and how it works on the internet. And who better than at AdWords girl? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> says it right there in your bio. So. <laughs> And me, before I get too deep into this, just tell everybody listening uh, just a quick introduction, who you are, what it is you do, and uh, what it is you hope to bestow on the audience today. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> so my, yeah, that's the toughest one. <laughs> uh, my name is Amit Cabra. I own an online marketing agency that specializes in pay-per-click advertising. So Google Ads, Facebook, Instagram, um, and it's called Hot Skip Media. I've been in the industry for over 13 years now. Uh, and have been running my agency for five years. Uh, what I would like to leave everybody with, um, maybe just a little bit more knowledge on Google Ads. I feel like a lot of people um, understand Facebook, Instagram to a certain degree. And the way that I like to describe the two, in a sense, um, is that, you know how like the iPhone is for is very <laughs> user-friendly and the Android is a little bit more complex? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's kind of what Facebook, Instagram is, is the kind of more iPhone-y. And then Android is more Google uh, mm-hmm. Google Ads, where there's a little bit more complexity to it, not significantly, but so much so that people have already kind of written it off in their minds where they're like, it's too hard. We're just going to stick to iPhone, Facebook, Instagram type of stuff. Well, yeah, and, and it's the difference between coloring with, you know, wax crayons and coloring with, with a full set of coloring pencils. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the crayons can still do the job. Um, but, I you know, I find those platforms, the especially the meta platforms, um, it, it's so it's so difficult to have freedom because there's so many automated decisions made on the backside. It's so difficult to set up and build what you want uh, because they try to make it easy just by, hey, you only get a red button or a blue button or a green button and uh, Google lets me make a red button and a purple button and a pink or whatever, whatever hell buttons I want, I think. Exactly. Yeah, that's really it. And a lot of people, it makes a lot more sense when I say it that way for a lot of people because they're just like, well, what exactly is the difference and I'm like it's just it's a complexity thing do you want more control or do you want less control and for the average user less control works really really well um but for someone like myself who's a little bit of a control freak google ads was uh the perfect calling for me (laughs) (laughs) so before we get into the the technicalities of google advertising and, uh, and running ppc let's uh let's take a look at you and tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the world of media buying Oh gosh. Um, I was 19 when I started my first business. 
uh, in event planning, somebody told me that they thought I couldn't do it. And naturally, I had to show him why I could. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and basically, single-handedly, just like did the entire company, like the entire company ran a whole competition, which typically takes about like, you know, 10 to 15 people to even plan. Um, and I was going to school full time and working part time on on the side as well, which was uh, a result of uh, no sleep ever. I basically ran off of like four hours of sleep, loved it. Right, right. Uh, honestly, kind of wish I could still do that to this day, but it's just not possible anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and I had one three hour class on uh, email marketing and content and social media, um, all that, like just wrapped into one three hour class. And for some reason, that was enough for me to kind of go, oh, okay, this seems kind of interesting. I want to learn more about it. And then when I started the, the event planning company, I was like, why don't we try some ads? Uh, right, so I went right. from like basically spending like 250 a month on like selling like these tickets. Mm -hmm. um, turned out that I was actually pretty good at it. I love numbers. Uh, not so much to be an accountant, but I love numbers. Uh, so then eventually at one point I kind of looked at everything and went, I hate event planning. This sucks. Like <laughs> it's a huge job. You don't get any thanks for it at the end of the day. Um, so I decided to close up com that company three years later, uh, left where I was living. So British Columbia is where I'm from and where mm -hmm. I am now. Uh, and I moved to Alberta, which is the next province over, uh, and started my pay-per-click advertising career there. So I basically went from spending like, I think it's like what, $3,000, um, a year to 4.3 million essentially overnight. Oh, wow. uh, so the learning curve was very, very, very steep for me, but it was, um, yeah, kind of quite amazing. So nice, I got to do yeah. some really cool stuff with that because I, I had aligned directly to Google that was actually Google. Uh, they flew mm -hmm. me out there a couple times. I got to be part of their Rising Star ambassador program for a couple of years as well. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's been a really cool career. It's been a really cool career. <laughs> it's been a really cool career so far. So far. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like you're just, uh, just now beginning to scratch the surface of your, your potential. So I want to talk about what you actually do in the context of small businesses, because advertising and, and getting leads in the door and getting that full pipeline going is a never-ending problem for business owners to solve and, and, and oftentimes there are moving targets for them to hit so let's say i'm a i'm a business owner starting out with a blank sheet of paper what are some of the most important fundamental things i can do for setting up my pay-per-click marketing oh number one conversion tracking um the amount of business owners that do not have that set up actually i should backtrack first you should have <laughs> google analytics on your website the amount of people that don't have google analytics on their website is astounding um and then conversion tracking right after that so if you have google analytics amazing you're already a step ahead of many people at this point mm -hmm. uh, but the next point would be to really identify what actions on your website you want people to be taking mm -hmm. sometimes that's a phone call sometimes that's an email maybe sometimes that's an actual direct purchase right um it could be like a request for a quote uh whatever kind of moves the needle is what i like to say for for that business so for my agency it would be a phone call it would be a contact form or it would be um an email like right. somebody just emailing us gotcha. um and we have that all tracked on our website but then also downloading our free content would be like a secondary one, but not necessarily something that I would call um, moving the needle. Mm -hmm. So the way that I categorize everything is by macro and micro conversions. Mm -hmm. uh, so micro conversions are things that I want to track just for just to know if 
like the website's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Right. Uh, but macro is really what's going to help us uh, hopefully increase revenue essentially is. Yeah. So I do macro and micro. You don't have to do the micro side. It's just that I'm a very granular person. So I like knowing that for my own agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but macro is is the one that I, I would highly encourage everybody to start at the very least, just write it down on paper. You don't have to have to go ahead and start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least having an idea of what that should look like um, would be the number one, the number one thing I would tell every business owner to start with. And as far as tracking clicks and tracking inbound traffic, how do you find that works? Because in my experience, when I when I look at certain stats, there's often data missing. Um, are there any aftermarket click trackers that that you guys use? Any of that kind of stuff? Uh, no, we'll use some t- uh, kind of like click fraud um, mm-hmm. software um, here and there. But the one thing that uh, Google's been doing a really relatively okay job with identifying when that there is invalid clicks and refunding mm-hmm. the client up on that. Um, but the click fraud, I really like using it for larger accounts just because that, like there's only Google's only going to be so accurate. Right. Um, so I like having that click fraud in there just so we can identify where those are. And then kind of help ourselves um, not fall under a- attack. I guess is the word for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that's basically the only really those tools um, are basically all we really use. And then we'll use something called Optimizer just to help with like managing so many accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like having for me, I like having it just because it, it'll send a notification in Slack where it'll be like clicks went down by ten percent or something. Right. Um, and then that's how sometimes I'll figure out when a client failed, like their payment failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't know because, you know, it's not an account that um, is super large. So we're not in it super frequently. Uh, right. So having those notifications come in really do help me get like really um, get to the account faster than I would have otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, those are kind of the top two optimizer and then using some kind of quick fraud uh, software. And, you know, I see a lot of business owners, um, just boosting Facebook posts. And I know what you do is a a lot more technical than that. Can you give us an overview of how your system works as opposed to how building a Facebook post works and why it's so important to have standalone ad campaigns for an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, sorry, one second. I just realized it's not recording. Oh it, yeah, it is. Yeah, I use a. Oh, uh, I use. A, oh, you use something else. Okay. I use a Sorry, I just saw it on Zoom and I was like, "Oh gosh, are we not recording?" No, you're good. You're good. I use a. I use a studio software. Um, so okay. it's all good. It's all good. Everybody's. I and uh, you know what? I'm gonna timestamp that and I'll, I'll edit that out so we're cool. All right. I'm no, so sorry. Just, I just no, like, it's not a problem. I panic not ran a problem. through my body ever since I went. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> and you know, normally I tell people. And and I I haven't in the last six weeks or so I've been recording a lot of shows and and boom there you go I'm like damn it I should should just <laughs> it's all good um, I totally forgot what question I asked but that's that's uh, half of the fun so um, <clears throat> all right <laughs> it was something in regards to the differences between Google and Facebook it, um, yeah let's it, I I want to get to to the point of look you know a lot of my audience is um relatively confused about what you do um it's kind of like magic and they'll spend hours and hours and hours and hours trying to figure it out 
and you know they just they go with the easiest answer they go with the box of crayons they go with i'm just going to click boosted post i'm just going to go with automated setup and you know i feel as though they could get a lot more value out of their advertising dollars if they understood what was going on behind the scenes and so like what kind of mistakes do you see start out entrepreneurs making and what is it that you can do to help them alleviate those problems yeah so the biggest um aside from the fact that obviously google is a little bit more complicated uh the reason why it's so complex or so complicated is because um there's just much more there's way more variables really right, at this right. point to, to to account for so with google we have the ability to adjust our bidding by location by hour of day um, by the day if we wanted to um, by the device then we have the keywords then we have the ads and then we have the landing pages and when everybody starts seeing all these pieces um, instead of dissecting it one by one they look at it as a whole and get really really overwhelmed uh, and go this is yeah. too hard yeah that's right yeah now that and with facebook that's not the case right you have your ad creative you have your descriptions and you kind of just go off and run and see what happens really at this point and then you're adjusting your audiences and stuff like that and i am like making facebook sound a lot easier than it is but like <laughs> it's kind of that's kind of the gist of it really i think I, <laughs> my own personal opinion <laughs> i can build campaigns in both and, and and honestly facebook's far easier but google's far more detailed so i mean it just it depends what what you're looking for and what offer you're running and what audience you've got um you know especially um in the search world search marketing is so different from interruption based marketing and, and the funnels themselves change so um where do you send your traffic to are you using landing pages that try to capture data and then move people to an ecosystem or do you find direct linking to websites is something that works well some marketers might hate me for saying this, but I'm actually a big fan of using the website and not using landing pages. Mm -hmm. um, only because I, like, we built the website for a reason. Like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, we, we spent money on this. We spent a ton of money on this. We should be using it as best as we possibly can. Um, so I would rather look at the website first and then create landing pages if that we need to. Um, so for me, it really depends on where or what the search query was before I landed on a specific page. Uh, so um, we're working with like a furniture company. So I wouldn't want to put somebody who's looking for sofa beds on a mattress page because those aren't, although similar, they're not exactly what that person's yeah. looking for. So yeah. having like the website in itself obviously has everything tailored or uh, segmented out uh, by each package or set uh, furniture set. Uh, so that's a really great way of utilizing what they've already got. Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes like with like mortgage brokers or something like that, they'll do uh, bad credit relief or um, yeah. something like that. So then they don't necessarily want to have it on their website. So then we'll keep it as a, a um, as a landing page that isn't crawlable because we have to consider SEO and all of it. And mm -hmm. Maybe they don't want to show up for bad credit type of um, searches in Google, but they want somebody who's looking for refinancing their mortgage with bad credit because mm -hmm. that's something that would work really really well for them uh so that's where we kind of have to look at it um in terms of what makes the most sense but if the website's usable i want to use that website as best as i possibly can sometimes we do land the user on a home page um and that's usually kind of like a little bit of a test just to see will it work will mm -hmm. it won't um 
And then from there, we kind of just keep on making iterations as best as we possibly can. But usually for us, we'll use something like Hotjar to yeah. watch what the users are doing, look at that heat map, uh, and then go back to the client and be like, we, maybe we need to move the CTA up or maybe it needs to go down a little bit more or something along those lines and then kind of work with them on that front. But um, obviously there are limitations with, with certain clients. So then you get what you get and you you just try to do your best really at this point. So um, using the website is the best way for me to at least yeah. keep their budget down at the yeah. very least. So then that way they have more money for advertising, which is what's really going to move the needle for them. Absolutely. Now I just wanted to touch on Hotjar for those guys listening. Hotjar is a screen tracking software that lets you track where the customer's mouse is so you can see how they're interacting with your website. And it's uh, it's definitely worth implementing, especially if you're struggling with conversions. You put that on there, you'll see kind of where your traffic is actually looking and where the mouse is interacting with. Um, so yeah, Hotjar is definitely one to, uh, to mm -hmm. look at. All right, let's talk a little bit about you and, uh, and your business. So <clears throat> you came in uh, and you, you got with uh, with Google and you did very, very well with them. What was it that made you want to go out and you know strike out with your own agency and become a, an entrepreneur? Uh, honestly, dumb luck. <laughs> uh, it was, um, I was working for an agency for about a year. Uh, and I remember we would have a daily meeting and we would talk about how billable we were. Uh, seven, eight hours or whatever, three hours. And this is what I was working on. This is what I was working on. Um, and naturally, obviously, we were applauded for, for being more billable than not. Mm -hmm. um, and something about that just didn't really rub me the right way. Right. Uh, right I remember yeah. working, we were working with an NPO, admittedly a very large NPO, but yeah, they were an NPO. Uh, and they had a Google grant account that they were trying to get live. And it just, what it, every time they tried, it just would get disapproved. And when they would call into Google, they'd be like, well, you already have an account. Um, so then for like literally, I think it was eight months, this person tried to find this account or figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Billing this client maybe about $1,000 every single month to do this, couldn't find it. It took me two and a half months, admittedly. Um, and what I ended up discovering was that the ad account was already in their my client, client center. So in their MCC already, they just turned it off and walked away and created a new account. Oh, <laughs> and it was the most heartbreaking thing for me because I was like, "You, this this NPO unknowingly has spent ten grand on something that you created, mm -hmm. like an issue you created yourself, basically." Yeah, um, and it was one of those moments where I was like, "I don't know if I could do this." Uh, so <laughs> it was like that's kind of when I started freelancing a little bit, and I was like, "Okay, yeah. I'll freelance and see how this goes." Um, and really for me, it was client advocacy that really kind of started everything for me. Um, and then the dumb luck part kind of comes in is that I was just unknowingly networking. I mm -hmm. had no idea that I was like sh me showing up to events was me creating authority. I just showed up because I was lonely to be entirely <laughs> honest with you. Uh, cause there's, yeah. there isn't like PPC is pretty lonely. Like a lot of people don't understand it. A mm -hmm. lot of like my circle, nobody really does it. Um, so all the time I would go out and make friends with social media managers or SEOs and stuff mm -hmm. like that because they, they had a community and I was kind of like left for myself. Um, and then when I decided to freelance full time and I told everyone about it, they were like, oh, we have this client, we have this client, we have this client. And all of this work started coming in and I kind of sat there and I was like, oh, wow, all these years of me being like thinking that I was just showing up and being annoying mm -hmm. turned out to work out really, really well for me. So yeah. Um, yeah. it just kind of snowballed into an agency. It wasn't really a plan for me. Um, it was just 
careful, like somehow carefully planning without even realizing that I was planning for this. Right, right, no doubt. So were you on any, uh, this is just a purely personal question, were you on any of the PPC forums back in the day? Um, just the Google Partners one when it was oh, okay. on Google Streams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when they were still, because when they moved over to the Lithium, I just, I couldn't, I didn't really like the platform at all, so I kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but Google, when it, when they were still in streams, that was when I was like very, very, very active on it. I was on that like every single day, just answering questions or asking questions and I loved it. And I think that's where I learned a lot of, um, a lot of everything that I actually know now in PPC was actually from that forum, just cause like there were so many people that had done it a few years, um, mm-hmm. longer than I had. So then they'd be like, oh, just give me a call. So then I'd end up calling like Richmond, Virginia randomly and it'd be like, okay, I'm having this problem. I don't know what to do. And they would help diagnose that. So then they kind of became my Google Ads specialist, mm-hmm. um, but way better because they weren't making money off of making me do weird things, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I credit I credit that group actually quite a bit, that, that forum, for, yeah, for a lot of my learning. I, I feel as though forums are almost starting to become a lost, uh, lost medium, you know, but I, I learned everything that I know about pay-per-click marketing from a pay-per-click marketing forum. Like a mm-hmm. PPC coach from from way back in the day, and I think that man, I I miss the way you could like search by a topic and find detailed descriptions of any problems you ever had. Everybody was willing to share in the uh, in the forum world, man. Um, yeah, now it's a little weird. Everyone kind of just like kind of um, what's the thing? What's the word? Um, they kind of gate all their content now mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Like they'll give you just enough to make you think, but you're like, there's a missing, there's yeah. a missing piece. Where's that piece? Uh, so Twitter is usually kind of where I end up going now to a certain degree, but even there, it's a little, especially with everything that's been going on with Twitter. Um, that's that's it, interesting it, over there. Yeah. Let's, yeah. But, but that, that brings us to my next question quite nicely, which is how do you, because we internet marketing more than just about any other business I've ever involved in, uh, is a constantly evolving playing field. It's constantly shifting. Mm-hmm. It's it's never the same twice. So what is it that you do and what advice can you give to the listeners to maybe kind of stay up to date on industry trends and what's happening in advertising so they can kind of get the best ideas uh, for their dollars? Uh, I read Search Engine Roundtable quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I specifically just look at Google Ad Updates really at this point. Um, so I'm very active on Instagram with my Google Ads PPC type of content um, just because it was just randomly a platform that I decided to use. And mm-hmm. now I, I'm just too committed to leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like now it kind of forces me to read search engine Roundtable more often because um, I have a lot of digital marketers who follow me and they're relying on me to give them those right, updates and right. kind of tell them what the implications are and what to do to, to fix whatever issue that's coming up or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of really helped me stay accountable to, uh, to a certain degree, but, um, I really love search engine roundtable search engine journal is also really great. If you're wanting to learn more about specific problems or specific, um, like new formats or stuff like that, what, cause these are written by actual people in the account. Mm-hmm. It's not just a journalist who's researching and calling it a date, it's actual people who work in this. Right, um, right. so I find those two blogs to be really the best places to go just to learn a little bit more. Um, yeah, so I would, yeah, I would suggest those two. <laughs> All yeah. right, um, man. All right, let, let me see here. I want to know a little bit more about what you've got planned for your growth in the future. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Honestly, ideally, I'd like to get to a point where we could run the agency without me. 
Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm trying to eventually at one point we'll find somebody like another version of me somehow. Um, it's really hard. It's, I mean, it's really hard. I feel like any business owner probably feels the same way where they're like, I know this so intimately, like how mm -hmm. is somebody else supposed to kind of take over? Um, and especially with something like PPC, I, I like, I mean, it is data analysis, but part of it, like either you've got it or you don't. Yeah, and for absolutely. me, my gut really does speak to me when I'm making changes in accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how to translate that into an SOP. I don't know how to sit yeah. there and be like, does your gut say you should make this change or not? Like, cause somebody else <laughs> might be saying something else. So that's kind of been my biggest issue where I'm like, I don't know how to replicate myself. I know how to create junior account managers. Right, I don't right. know how to make a, a senior. So um, that's probably one of the bigger things in terms of growth. Ideally, I would love to, to get to seven figures and be able to tell everybody that I got there and mm -hmm. then, you know, kind of just exit after that point. Right, um, right. I, I don't know. Like sometimes I go back and forth. I'm like, is PBC forever for me? And uh, most days it's yes. And then some days I'm like, I don't know, maybe like, <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so that's kind of really it. It's really focusing just on growth, but doing more podcasts like this mm -hmm. um, has been really, really great. Just in terms of just even connecting with like, yeah, no pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and then also just focusing more on content. So Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and then also internally our blogs and our newsletters have been yeah. a big thing as well. Um, we're going to be trying cold emails pretty soon. That'll be, That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see how this goes. I'm not, I'm like semi-hopeful and somewhat like pessimistic towards it. So uh, we'll see how it pans out. But um, we have a couple, um, couple, what's the word for it? Couple things in the fire. I don't know what the, the word I'm looking irons, for is, but irons. iron, there we go. Irons we got a couple irons in the fire. Uh, so yeah, things, hopefully 2023 will be, uh, an explosive year for us. Well, good. I, I certainly hope so. All right. Um, I, I want to ask you, uh, before we, before we quit out of here, um, one of the fundamentals of the show is talking to business owners who are, who are young in business, maybe five, maybe 10 years behind where you and I are and giving them a couple of words of advice. So if there was something you could go back and talk to yourself about maybe five or maybe 10 years ago, what's one piece of advice you'd want to give yourself? Uh, I, I like, actually, I say this a lot to my mother when we're going to events and stuff like that. And it's usually that nobody cares about me. And that, and I don't mean it in the sense of like, I'm alone, nobody gives a shit type mm -hmm. of thing. I mean it in the sense of like, if I wear that black outfit, no one's going to notice. Mm -hmm. If I post that post on Instagram, no one's going to notice. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think we get bogged down by, oh, what are my friends and my family going to think about me if I do X, Y, Z or say X, Y, Z or put myself out there. And I right, honestly, right. nobody cares. Like nobody, ca like everyone's so wrapped up in themselves mm -hmm. that nobody cares. So really at this point, if you, there's a, a white paper that you want to release or you want to start, I don't know, selling a course, mm -hmm. do it. Dude. Like nobody cares. <laughs> like nobody cares. Yeah, I saw, a, I saw a girl outside my office today with green hair and I thought, good for you. Like, yeah. You know, just I was like, like really at this point, it's, um, do you care about people's opinion more than you care about your own happiness? Mm -hmm. And for me, I ha like to live my life uh, without questioning what would have been. So for me, like I kind of look at my friends and my family and I'm like, I wonder if you have those questions. Because they went and did the, you know, the typical thing. They went to school. They got a job. They yeah. found somebody. They got married. I did something completely different. 
uh, I left my house. I came back, I left again. I went off and bought a house and then broke up with that person. And then like just mm-hmm. ended up running an agency and all this random stuff that doesn't seem normal to anybody, anybody around me. But at the very least, when I go to sleep every night, I know that I did what I wanted to do. And I don't have any questions in regards to what would have happened. Um, and I find a lot of peace in that. So my yeah my advice to anybody starting out or who is still kind of in the thick of it nobody cares just do it that's awesome nobody cares you're you're so right and it's not nobody cares in a bad way it's nobody cares Mm -hmm. in the best way because there's there's no limits on what you Mm -hmm. can do and me thank you so much for coming and hanging out and spending time with me and the audience today um do me one more favor and let me know where everybody can find you and follow along with your work online yeah, so you can find us at www.hopskitmedia.com. Mm-hmm. And then on social media, I am AdWords Girl everywhere. Um, so the AdWords part will let you know how long I've been in the industry <laughs> for. <laughs> A lot yeah. of my fellow marketers were like, it's time for you to update your name. No, like, never. No, I no. will never do that. What is it? AdWords Girl at AOL.com. Did I had a Hotmail client the other day? A guy with a Hotmail email address. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, it was I great. still have my Hotmail, but I just like keep it there for like nostalgia <laughs> a little <Right>. bit. <laughs> I don't even know where mine's at, but yes, it, it was fun. I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've really, really enjoyed having you here. Um, guys, uh, that was Amit Cabra. She is an internet marketer. She specializes in paid advertising. You can find her online at AdWords Girl. Amit, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Thank you. And guys, if you've enjoyed today's show, please do me a favor. Uh, spread the love. Like it. Share it. Leave us a review. And uh, you can find Amit at AdWords Girl. And you can find us, as always, at Small Business Surgeon. All right. You'll be good. Stay safe. And I will see you this Friday. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you for your follow-up next week. This episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast is brought to you by reengageme.com. Customer acquisition retargeting made easy. Generate more revenue for your business without taking time away from doing things you actually love.